Hello and welcome back to Self-Care Repair, a 25-minute podcast on the mental well-being for the mind. My name is Harris Turner and I'm here to put some insights into common self-care problems everyone experiences and applying science to not only understand but to use that info for applying uh, and improving our day-to-day lives. Today we'll be looking at habits and many different things that surround habits. Habits are deeply rooted within our DNA and history. This universal trait of all humans has existed for millions of years, and a million years later, it still affects us today. Only things like procrastination, where it seems that it has no effect or use within our modern society, habits still stand strong and comes off as fairly useful when used right. Unlike anger, which has a very limited use as a tool, Habit is a tool like a Swiss army knife that can be used in many situations, but its usefulness can vary from situation to situation. While you can open a bottle with a Swiss army knife, you can't do as well as a bottle opener. It can also be a huge hindrance, however, especially when you get into bad habits. Sometimes it may seem that these bad habits take over our lives and can control them, and they definitely can. Additionally, bad habits form almost the same way as good habits, and sometimes good habits can become bad habits over time. This is why, on the surface, it seems so easy, but beneath the waves is much more complex. So how can we approach these habits differently? If so, how can we break these so-and-so bad habits and create new ones that improve our lives? I know it sounds hard right now, but after this episode, I hope I can give some answers. So what exactly is the science behind habits? Well, something is as universal of a thing, which, you know, anything can be considered a habit, it can be a blessing and a curse. It's considered a blessing because we have lots of information on the subject, since everyone has a habit. But because it's so universal, it can be hard to, to, to uh, determine what is just a human behavior or a habit, or even pinpoint habits that are so specific that getting any type of results is hard. However, the main part of habits comes from a part of our brain called the striatum, which decides which decisions we put onto autopilot and which ones we don't. It also makes various decision making that can affect our choices and actions as a whole. The main goal of this part of the brain is to make actions as, as efficient as possible by turning down the effort it takes to do that action 
and make sure that the brain is free to think other things while we're doing that certain task. We tend to overlook this part of our brain because it has a lot less action than some other parts like the amygdala and it's less controlling in some ways. You can mold and change habits as much as you please. This doesn't mean the striatum is useless, however, since a lot of what we do automatically is placed upon this center part of the brain. It works together with the rest of the brain to make these decisions, so when you damage it, it would not work the same. Because while the frontal lobe does learn this stuff, it'd be harder to make it into a habit and to make it habitual to do these things versus not doing them at all. Over while it seems overlooked, it is fairly useful in function and use. Another thing that makes up habits is three things that a toothpaste manufacturer called Hopkins noticed. You see, he wanted to have more people in America use toothpaste in their day-to-day -day lives, and he managed to get half of every American at the time, which was like, I guess, the 1800s, um, to brush their teeth regularly. This is because he found that most habits have a cue, behavior, and reward system towards how one acts. A cue is what sets off a reaction or behavior which gives a reward of some sort. He made people aware of the grime and big bacteria in their teeth which brushing rids of that gunk for as Claw put it, a healthier and prettier smile, which convinced people to could, to actually use his toothpaste and brush his teeth. He understood with the right cue and the right reward can give the right behaviors. What he didn't know was the effects these behaviors had and why they were so strong. He found that certain behaviors can create cravings. You see, once the brain connects certain habits with certain rewards, because our brains are pretty habitual and um, based on patterns, it creates various connections, good or bad, to send you a feeling of reward. Even if you haven't done that thing beforehand, there's a reason why you would want popcorn when you go into a movie theater, because you associate eating popcorn with the taste that popcorn has. It's the reason why some of us can end up doing bad habits when you see others doing it, because it's so tightly connected with that reward and our monkey brain wanting to be with the rest of the you know pack that it does it anyways. However, that brain can change those connections if done right, and we are able to mold to a certain extent. All in all, habits are much more than they seem, and taking control of them is much more complex. Let's get into it. So what are some methods to have better habits? They seem to be so tricky and hard to master. Everyone has their own piece of advice to tell you and what you should do. This, of course, includes myself. However, this is just something you should consider versus committing to. A good place to start is questioning what you consider a bad habit. Everyone has their own poison and establishing that you do have a habit that is making you unhappy or just making you feel bad 
is, uh, is obviously the first real step. Now this can vary from eating too much food or taking joyrides in your car to whatever else. I, I know that there's far serious um, habits that could be covered, but we're just going to kind of generalize here with, you know, a bit more basic and easy to understand habits such as eating too much or, you know, not sleeping because those are a lot more universal than some other habits that are a bit more dangerous to our bodies. The hard thing about habits is that we sometimes don't realize what is or isn't a habit from a distance. I know some listeners might disagree with this, but for me, the most part, um, it could be very true. If you feel as something's off with your routine, it can be helpful to ask other people, such as your family, friends, or roommates, if they notice something and they comment on it, the, the chances are pretty low, since most people are most likely focused on their own lives, but it can be helpful to ask a second opinion, even if he's just asking, hey, my schedule looks like this, this, and this, and I'm doing this, and this, and this, then you can find the flaws by just talking to them. You don't have to have them have a response. You can just be talking to your dog on advice and find out on your own. It could be as simple as asking how many cookies you've had from the cookie jar. Um, and that's like a common example, I guess. If friends and family begin to comment on something negative that you've been ingrained in your day-to-day, -day, you need to ask yourself, Am I doing something wrong with my schedule? Are there possible habits I'm ignoring myself or you're in denial about? Once you find that, the next step is really learning what to do with that habit. After all, nobody has broke a bad habit or formed new ones by just thinking about it. So what exactly is next? <laughs> well, one method that works for me could be a replacement. Each habit that we gain, we gain because of some benefit that it gives us mentally or physically. It may give us some feeling or emotion that we associate with that habit that could be replaced elsewhere. For example, working out and eating snacks gives relatively the same amount of dopamine. I don't know how much science is behind that, but it does, for me, give the same amount of, kind of dopamine over time but how they do so is what matters. Working out happens a lot more slowly over many workouts versus having one snack is very instant. We like gratification that is instant, which is why we lean to habits that give us the most instant results. When you eat, you know, something like a cookie or, you know, a candy or whatever that you like that you know is unhealthy, it does give that push of dopamine that you want. While workout gives probably more dopamine over time versus, you know, in an instant. So it's harder to get into that um, mental gym gymnastics of choosing the workout over, you know, the junk food. So my question for you is why not combine working out with a snack after? Give yourself more t screen time or or a TV show after finishing a hard essay or a work session. Like motivation, we tend to do things 
when we are given more rewards. Now, this won't work every single time or for everything. You shouldn't reward yourself for being smoke-free for a month with a smoke. However, having short bursts of dopamine can create a system of your brain associating those habits you want with the gratification of those instant habits. Be careful though to not make the breaks or the reward the main focus of you know the habit or it's very easy for you to fall from associating you know and you know rushing yourself to get to that reward. I find that I do myself as well and I I've said this a million times but it is all about balance. And it shouldn't be about the word, it should be about the habit, the the thing that you're doing, you know, the workout you're doing, the, you know, the work you're doing that will be gratifying later on when you get around to it. I think a good way to uh, avoid this is having strict timed rules and putting in the effort and that should be the main focus. Um, so over time, you can remove that reward altogether so you're brains up associating with the if I do this then I'll get a reward and more of um I'm doing this because it's rewarding uh, that's just how I see it um you can f again fall down a pretty bad hole if you just associate reward with you know working out or having a snack when you're working out because that still has an unhealthy effect if you're constantly taking you know pizza after you're working out it's just going to level out and you're not going to have any uh, improvements any any fitness instructor can tell you that um but you know back to the subject it's up to you in the end what the reward is how long task at hand will be uh, much more um it's okay if you still want a reward um different people have different methods like I've said before and it's just one of the methods that I suggest which I think is the most healthy. Another way is to simply just force yourself, just brute force, just to do something. Find the time in your day to do something you like to put into your routine. At first it seems rather hard, I think most things are, um, and it will be at times, but eventually over time it'll become more natural as doing anything else within your routine. And if you get set back, then that's fine. There's lots of time for you to come back and continue. Just because you broke your language learning streak um, doesn't mean you can, you should stop. As the old saying goes, it, it's the getting up that counts. There are a few other methods, but in the end, it's all up to you how you sort out your habits. You know them better than I do, and you know how to fix them better than I do. And don't worry if you get it right away, as long as you're determined to get back to healthy habits or health uh, or habits that make you feel better. I think that's what matters. If you have habits that make you feel good, um, it shouldn't matter how you approach it.
my relationship with habits are similar with motivation. While I think I have a good sense of how I handle my habits, and sometimes I do have a good handle on my habits, they are some of my own Achilles heel. It's something that I've had a huge trouble with even as a kid, um, throughout you know, middle school, high school, whatever. And I'm still trying to learn the do's and don'ts of what I should do for you know, these kind of habits. You know, again, they're so universal, so it's quite hard for me personally I think many can relate to say that even though I try to, I end up failing uh, and falling back to old habits from time to time. Um, stuff that, you know, doesn't really make me feel good about myself. Um, they are hard to kick, and I'm sure you, the listener, are very aware of this phenomenon yourselves. My bad habit is lack of sleep. I turn up to stay laid up far much longer than I should be. I'm not going to go into the details because um, while my times aren't horrendous, they aren't like 3am or whatever, I do find myself more awake than I should be at times. And, you know, it's you know, the kind of feeling where it's like I, I've done nothing and now it's like midnight. <laughs> And, you know, that is fine for now, um, over the summer, I guess, but once I get a job or, you know, go back to college, I probably need to have a better sleep schedule than going to bed every single time at midnight. Again, and again, I find myself, despite good scheduling that I've set up for myself, to fall every now and then. For me, these old habits might never die, I'm pretty sure. Everybody kind of knows that that's just a hard truth in my personal opinion. It's just more monitoring them to the best extent. Obviously, again, over the summer, things are much harder because there's no really defined structure. You don't really have any classes. I mean, unless you're doing summer school or work, which I'm not doing either. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think I'm still, though, determined to get back up. You know, if I fall eight times, then I must get nine. You know, like being disappointed doesn't change anything um, of how I act. I actually have to say, okay, what did I do good? And what did I do bad? Um, how can I learn from this? And that's kind of, it, you know, it, it can be hard. Of course it would, but I wouldn't have it easy. Why you may ask? Well, if it was, and sometimes it can be, for me it is boring. Sure, we could all have perfect schedules and perfect habits and, you know, everybody is happy, but but if everyone was perfect, in my mind, nobody would be. Obviously, that sounds a bit cheesy, and obviously this shouldn't be an excuse why I'm not studying my German. However, I think everybody needs a challenge. This, of course, is why I make these podcasts for you, the listener, even if there is no listener. Um, it still matters for me because I want to challenge myself to create things that I enjoy. I enjoy writing, I enjoy recording, I enjoy editing. And yeah, it's hard. Sometimes being motivated or having that schedule or not, you know, check my phone every single four minutes, you know, like that kind of bad habits. 
Um, but we all face ourselves. It, it's all just challenging myself and doing things that I like. Anyways. Is there always things for me to work on, especially habit-wise? Of course. While I have fallen a few times, I'll not give up because habits, while strong, aren't as strong as my actions. So that can change those habits. Now, if that isn't cheesy, I don't know what is. Habits, while being an important and integratable part of who we are, it tends to be overlooked or seen in a negative light. However, we tend to miss the benefits and subjectiveness of these kind of things. Not much do we talk about the good habits that we can acquire, but we mainly talk about the bad ones that we should avoid. And truth be told, exposed to enough of one habit can be bad. Any habit technically can be bad. Even drinking water, which is considered a good habit, can turn nasty. It's all about balance. To be frank, a lot of things are. We shouldn't fully despise bad habits. Obviously, there are objectively worse habits such as smoking or doing harmful drugs. But since habits are so universal, it can fit almost everything from snacks to those aforementioned drugs. The difference is, is less of what the habit is, but how quickly it forms. They all form the same, but how much time that they do is the big difference. Of course, biscuits take longer to be bad over ODing on LSD or the likes. But in the end, they're both habits and should be at least up to you. You can smoke weed all you want. I'm not trying to make you not. Um, because, you know, of course, weed does have some benefits. But again, it's all about that balance. It's you who controls your habits and balances. And that's what matters in the end. My advice can only take you so far, like the rest of these podcasts. And I'm a mere guide and nothing else. And I wouldn't have it any other way. This has been the 25 Minute Podcast Self-Care Repair with your host, Harris Turner, where I cover self-care to the best of my abilities. Today we covered habits and as many other things that stop us from having good and healthy habits. I hope I was able to inform you about this subject to the best I could. Unless I didn't, then I hope I was able to keep you entertained 
until next time.